Hello and welcome to For the Love of Truth. This is episode 224 and is another in the Back to Health series. Today we are speaking with Julianne, who is a business owner and based in South Africa. Julianne's story starts with the tragic and unexpected death of one of her sons, and she really details out how her physical and mental health suffered as a result of that, and the various treatments that were employed in order to try and help her. Now, Julianne ended up looking at more alternative methods for treating her health both mentally and physically, and this is her story of her journey to recovery, which is ongoing. It's a very, very insightful story, and it was a real delight to speak with her, and I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. And if you have a story you'd like to tell about your health, then I'd like to talk to you about that. If you pop across to fortheloveoftruth.co.uk and go to the Contact Us page, you can fill in the contact form there, and then you and I can start a dialogue and see what we can do. One of the things that's become very apparent during this series is that these stories are so helpful for all of us and also very helpful for the ones telling their story. That's really part of the healing process as well, and it is a real privilege that we are involved in that. And I just wanted to say thank you once again for all your support. You guys are absolutely amazing, and I look forward so much to seeing you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'm really looking forward to having our discussion based on a chat we had. I think it was last week, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That was, it was really nice. Um, and that was when you had that. Sorry. So thank you for making time for us to hear my story all the way from South Africa. No, yeah, you're welcome. It was it was a good story too. I particularly enjoyed your horse walking in partway through last time as well. That was lovely. Yeah, okay. Well, she's downstairs today. She's not going to come up behind me. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So could yeah. you start by telling me a little bit about yourself and about the beginning of your story, where everything started and what happened to you, please? Okay. Um, I own a horse trail riding company on mm-hmm. the wild coast of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take people on horse riding holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, um, was was also a long distance endurance rider. Mm-hmm. So I would ride for, I think you guys call it 50 miles. We call it 80 kilometers mm-hmm. on Arabian horses. So I was very active, very sport fit, mm-hmm. um, a busy person. I had two beautiful sons and a gorgeous husband, and life was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the 1st of October, 2011, mm. my eldest son, Brandon, was killed in a car accident um, on his way home on a Friday night, mm-hmm. um, and his car went off the road one kilometer from our driveway. Um, and we found him on the Sunday morning. It was, yeah, That's it horrible. was quite a traumatic thing to go through. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's where this story starts. Okay. From being a happy, adventure-loving family, um, doing, ticking all the boxes, mm-hmm. crashed completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, this was a different kind of pain that I had never experienced before it was you know as a horse rider I know what muscle pain is and fatigue from from 
doing things long distance. Yeah. I know what pain is if you fall off a horse. Yes. It hurts. Yeah. But this kind of pain that I've come through in the past nine and a half years mm. has been a different kind of pain. Mm. And um, basically the first few months of after his death, sort of five, six months, mm-hmm. were okay. I sort of, you know, I, I, I was managing. Yeah. But it was surface. It was was hidden management. You know, I was mm-hmm. dealing with life. I was functioning. Yeah. Um, and I did a, a, a big group of trail riders in March 2012. Mm-hmm. And I got back from that trail and my body stopped. That's it. I couldn't function anymore. Okay. The pain through my body was crippling. Um, my knees, I couldn't, um, my knees had given up. Pain was awful. Hmm. Um, my skin started crawling and was tight on my body. And of course, I went to the doctor to try and find out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was di- diagnosed after a series of months, mm-hmm. eventually diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Wow. Um, obviously, brought on from the shock and the trauma of losing my son and just. The whole world yeah. collapsing around yeah. me. Yeah. Then the next year or two, two years, the 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 timeline of things happening are very confusing. I have no proper recollection of the order of things. Yeah. It's okay. gone. Yeah. My mind I can't. I can't remember. I simply mm-hmm. can't remember. I mm-hmm. actually had to go back and look up some notes to make some notes to do the story today and I basically emotionally shut down mm-hmm. and then to deal with the um the depression I was given lots of lovely invigorating antidepressants <laughs> okay <laughs> Which, um <clears throat> basically shut me down I okay. was it was a plaster it yeah. was it stopped me falling apart but I also wasn't functioning at all. Um, the fibromyalgia got worse um, and the cocktail of drugs that I was given to deal with the fibromyalgia were changed and upped and became more and then less and more and less. And it was just, we were just playing with, they were throwing different painkillers and drugs at me mm-hmm. so that I could cope. Mm-hmm. And then on YouTube, I was watching a YouTube video one day and it was one of these silly YouTube clips. Mm-hmm. Where in it, I could see that it was funny, mm-hmm. and I wasn't laughing. Okay. And I sat there, and I could actually—it was like I was looking at myself. Mm-hmm. I was out of my own, down at myself, and I was just this numb, blank person that nothing mm. made me laugh or smile or cry. At this stage, I had not cried yet. Okay. Two years in after Brandon's death. Yeah. Um, and then I started reading and researching mm-hmm. and realized that the, the antidepressants were blocking me. Mm-hmm. And I stopped them cold. Wow. Um, and that's when things started to change. What what was that like though? Because you, there must be some kind of addiction to that. 
I don't know. I have no recollection. Okay. I just decided I wasn't doing this anymore. Yes. And I stopped them. Actually, mm -hmm. the, the box of half-used antidepressants is still in my cupboard. I need to get rid of them, but they're still there. And at the same time, somebody um, recommended that I go for tapping therapy. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm sure other listeners are aware of tapping therapy. EFT. And I thought, this is um, where you tap. Yeah, it's EFT, isn't it? Emotional mm -hmm. freedom technique, yeah. Yes, something like that. I, yeah, yeah. I know it's tapping therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was instant release. Wow. In the man's office, he, he said to me, he says, I can see that you are um, intellectually understand what's happened yeah. and have intellectualized the whole death of your son and where you are now and mm -hmm. what's happening. But mm -hmm. emotionally, you've not let go. Mm -hmm. And he went through, I had about three sessions with him. Yeah. And in that first session, we got about halfway through the, the ritual mm -hmm. and the floodgates just opened. And I howled, mm. literally howled. And that was the beginning of the first part, the end of the one, first part of the story, and the, now the, the beginning of the second part okay. of my journey. Yeah. From this complete numbness mm -hmm. of nothing. And, and I seriously cannot recall what happened in those two years. Gone, oh. blank, yeah. Yeah. completely blank. Unless someone shows me a, shows me a photograph, I really, that's, I go, oh, yes, yeah, I think I remember doing that. I, okay. yeah, it was just wow. very frightening yeah. to look back and see where the blanks are. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we'd also, through research, realized that carbs were bad for me mm -hmm. and that were flaring up my fibro. Mm -hmm. So we changed our diet um, from high-carb diet to mm -hmm. high-fat diet. We stopped taking using sunflower oil and now use coconut oil and olive oil. We've only ever eaten real butter, so that yeah. wasn't a problem. Yeah. Um, I basically got myself with off carbs mm -hmm. all week. <clears throat> That's actually quite nice. difficult to do when you realize how much carbohydrate is around our entire food supply chain. We'll be back after a quick break. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. You, don't, you can't even go out for a meal because everything is yeah. um, full of carbs. You can't go yeah. get a grab, you know, grab a takeaway. It's got carbs in it. Yeah. Um, my only problem now is I, I really haven't been able to let go of the sugar. Mm -hmm. um, it, that is a work in progress. Yeah. But um, Well, that is the I most addictive really, one. Yeah, and it is. And it, it's, I can't say no to chocolate, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, 
So here I was. By this time, the doctors had um, got me fixed on tramadol and acoxia. Okay. And I was fixed. It was magic. There was no pain. No. I was pumping. I was going. Hmm. No problem. But I was still, still struggling with IBS and fatigue and insomnia, which are part of the fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And that's when a friend introduced me to the cannabis oil. Mm -hmm. and but the home brew mm -hmm. that came in a little syringe and you could have a drop if I had a drop it's it still had the THCs in it so mm -hmm. if I had a drop I was floating mm -hmm. and, and that strangely enough evoked some very vivid dreams yeah for me yeah and I very clearly remember the dreams all being about things that were worrying me mm -hmm people that incidences are worrying me or that I hadn't closed and yeah. in those dreams I closed them <clears throat> and I've never been to them since the, the plant is an amazing thing. guide yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh, it, as I I then had to dilute it a bit because it was really like a bit yeah. strong for me and yeah. would take it take it at night and I would sleep for 12 hours <laughs> so I had to dilute it but it was but at least I was sleeping yes. and I found it helped me yeah um and that, and then in 2016, our farm was bought out by the government, and we, our, our businesses were all based in in the village of Kaimouth on the coast, okay. and the farm was 22 kilometers inland, so it made sense for us to relocate into the village, mm -hmm. um, where we could operate the horse trails. My husband does deep sea fishing charters, and we bought another little house and have a bed and breakfast. Mm -hmm. So it made sense for us to, to move to the village mm -hmm. and let go of the farm, which was a very hard decision because that was our dream. Mm -hmm. But it was not sustainable. We couldn't make a living mm -hmm. on the mm -hmm. farm. Mm -hmm. um, and then when the government decided that they wanted the farm, we very reluctantly said, you know what, we're going to cut our losses and, yeah. and start again before, before we're much older and before it's too late. Yes. And we moved to Kaimouth. And I was really starting to feel a lot better emotionally. I dealt with the death of my son. Mm -hmm. And um, I was on these fabulous painkillers. <laughs> I was having blood tests twice a month, twice a year. Yeah. My kidneys and livers. That bothered me. Mm -hmm. It bothered me that I had to go have blood tests to check that the painkillers I was taking was not destroying my kidney and liver. Mm -hmm. So this little, little thing was going off in my brain already. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy particularly, but I wasn't, I could do stuff again. So yeah. it wasn't too bad. But like I said earlier, it was all just a plaster mm -hmm. over all the wounds. Mm. Um, in this moment in time, that particular chapter ends with me starting to ride again. I went mm -hmm. on um, a horse trail in the Cape Winelands. Mm -hmm. I did a solo drive trip down to Cape Town. I had a fabulous two weeks. Mm -hmm. Solo by myself, road trip, horse trail. I was me again. Yeah. Got home and two weeks later in May 2018, my husband said, come on, the, the sea's beautiful. It's a beautiful, calm day. Mm -hmm. There's no big breakers in the mm -hmm. launch. Let's go out Um and go dolphin watching mm -hmm. so we got on the ski boat we launched through the river mouth 
And I promise you, it was it was a freak accident. Hmm. There was there was nothing there that should have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And as we went through the breakers, the, the ski boat did a double bounce, mm-hmm. and I had been holding on with both my arms, mm-hmm. and, and I'd locked my elbows. And in the double bounce, my shoulder blade snapped both arms in half and shattered both the humerus heads in both arms. Wow, my goodness. So they managed to stabilize me and wrap me up in safety jackets and life jackets and get me back to shore and get me to hospital. That must have been so painful. Um, <clears throat> I was actually numb. Yeah, the adrenaline was still pumping. Yeah, you know, I knew, I knew I was injured. Yes, you know, at the moment it happened, I went, "Oh shit, what just happened?" Yeah, and then as I released my hands, I went, then my arms just dropped, and I just looked at my husband, and I just said, "I think something terrible has happened. I think you need to take me to the hospital." Wow. And there I was. I couldn't. That was the only movement in your yeah. seat. I couldn't yeah. move my arms. I could. It was like a little dinosaur with little hands. Um, <laughs> after the operation, um, but then after the operation, they came through, and the surgeon wanted me to to work out my my pain management. Yeah. And then he saw that I was already on um, tramadol, which is a um, same thing as tramadol. Um, and a cochlea mm. he just went i can't give you anything more yeah your maximum dose of painkillers wow if i give you anything more you're going to go over the edge wow. um and that's when i realized shit this is all not right yeah something's got to change mm. but i was i was in a lot of pain i was broken i was yeah um, and I got lost completely. Mm-hmm. I was lost emotionally, spiritually, physically. I was broken, shattered mm-hmm. into a thousand pieces. Mm-hmm. And then a, a, a friend of ours, um, her name is Dr. Shiksha Gallo. Um, I was going to read her what's it here. She's a medical scientist and doctor of clinical pathology. She's also medical director um, of Labat Biodata, a division which is undertaking groundbreaking research on the use of medical cannabis to treat serious Ill- illnesses ranging from cancer to autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And she happens to be a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, she's crazy intelligent. She's got, I don't know how many degrees and masters mm-hmm. and and everything and she studied she was or she had concluded her research with medical cannabis and they were starting to package it to and trial it and mm-hmm. work through it um, and I just happened to be one of the first lot of people that she could help yeah and so began the next chapter mm-hmm. um, of a two-year journey um, of starting to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, the first priority was to deal with my pain management mm-hmm. and to get me off the opioids. Mm-hmm. Which because, is hugely addictive. Yes. And um, I didn't know that I was addicted. Mm-hmm. 
that is the scary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took about two weeks of a very intense high CBD oil treatment. So, stop a second. How, okay. how do you, how do you not get massive opioid withdrawal? I presume it's the cannabis. cannabis that does it, yeah. But I mean that's ridiculous because most people would have an awful time coming off opioids because the withdrawal, from what I've read, is just horrendous. Well, okay. Imagine I was I was sat at my desk in a chair like this. Uh-huh. I can't use my. I can literally use my hand to move a mouse, uh-huh. and I can just get my fingers on the keyboard. Can't really do much else. Yeah. I could I could hardly feed myself. I couldn't cut, you know, I was really wow. incapacitated with these arms were broken. Yeah. Um I was on the tramadol yeah. and a coxia for the pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she came along and gave me this little capsule and said, Let's do this, trust me. Mm-hmm. And I trusted her. And she said, Right, I need you to stop. <clears throat> the opioids because they're going to counteract what we're going to do okay and i was like in so much pain yeah um i really didn't take anything just to zone out yes and so the first part of the the protocol that she gave me was one to deal with the opioid addiction Mm -hmm. and to get me off that that took about two weeks Mm -hmm. and i i can recall sitting in this chair just just closing my eyes and rocking, mm-hmm. just trying to move through it while the next yeah. dose kicked in. Yes. But it was all homeopathic. It was all um, herbal and um, CBD oils mm-hmm. that were supporting my system. And it took about two weeks to really kick in mm-hmm. and become effective. Mm-hmm. Um, our next project, part of the protocol was to then heal the bones mm-hmm. um, and that involved different um, supplements um, can you hear him woofing yeah it's, lovely. it's fine don't the door. sorry Jack Russell my shadow they're wonderful dogs <laughs> we've got three <laughs> um so then we, we, we started working on healing the bones and yes. she used um, collagen um, and a, a, a product called Story Grow, okay. which um, I don't even know what it was in was in it. Um, and that was for bone healing. Yeah, comfrey is um, very good for that. Yes, um, I, I make my own comfrey tincture. I <laughs> use it extensively with the horses and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And then a friend of mine does, has a kitchen brew that she makes um, actually with comfrey and CBD oil into beeswax and olive oil. And that's, um, I use yeah. as a rub, the painkiller. Yeah. And yes. I, I mean, I was three through jars of it and I still use it to this day. Got a headache, get the rub out. So I, I yeah. swear by that stuff, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But that's, I digress. And then after the, we sort of stabilized me as from the opioids and I could drop them. And we were managing the pain and managing the healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my fibromyalgia just started just to really surface. Mm-hmm. And the, she, over the, over the two-year period, she then helped me manage my fibromyalgia pain. Because once the arms were, were healed, mm-hmm. you know, that takes, what, six to eight weeks yes. for the bones to repair. But then there was the nerve and tissue damage. Mm-hmm. And that healing 
took another 18 months before I could move my arms and, and really start to function. Um, I've got about 80% function back in my arms, but not completely. Yeah. Um, but the surgeon didn't think that I would ever be able to lift my hands above there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't think I could have more than that movement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, simply because, and I do believe it's the, the, the combination of um, treatments and so yeah. we supported my entire system. That's the key. Yeah, that's the key. Homeopathic and the CBD mm -hmm. oils. So the first part of the journey was to heal me and to stabilize my fibromyalgia and the nerve receptors and, and just get me so that I could at least have a reasonable pain management <clears throat> given where I was. Yeah. And then the depression kicked in again. And it was very, very, very dark mm. depression. Um, yeah. And then I realized that I needed more help. Mm -hmm. Went back to Shisha and she changed my protocols again. And we um, introduced more herbal supplements mm -hmm. that helped with stress and hormone balance. I'm, I'm a candidate for menopause. So mm -hmm. she took that into consideration. Mm -hmm. um, the irony is that we did, we did blood tests to check that there was no hormonal imbalances mm -hmm. or thyroid problems or uh, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And my blood work all came back beautiful. Um, I was, a, I, according to my blood work, I was as strong as a knot. Mm -hmm. My immune um, response was high. My red blood cells, my, everything was mm -hmm. average or above average. Mm -hmm. so, so this is why it so, was so confusing. Why was I... My body inside is good. Mm -hmm. But that's but only part of the story, isn't it? Externally, yeah. it doesn't want to function. And mm -hmm. the brain's not connecting. The brain is now falling apart. Mm -hmm. But with, a, with her support and the CBD oils and the herbal treatments and just the, 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 this, this collection, yeah. this, this handful of supplements that I was taking every day yes I got through it yeah. I managed to get to a place where I no longer wanted to end it mm -hmm. and I was but I was still very emotional mm -hmm. um up until sort of even November December last year mm -hmm. still very emotional and I, I still am but I'm in a much better place than I was mm -hmm. um, and I was really starting to feel sort of by December 2020, yeah. I was starting to feel, feel more like myself, I think. Mm -hmm. And then in March 2020, mm -hmm. there was a cascade of incidents that tripped me over the edge again. Um, I could feel this beginning of, of last year. There was this franticness in mm. the energy, in the vibration. Mm. And I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't tell you what it was. I, I had no idea. I just knew something 
was happening, I knew something was shifting. And this was much bigger than me. This wasn't me. This was, I could just feel it. Yes. Um, and it started to get on top of me. At the same time, um, we were very, very busy with my horse trail operation. Although I wasn't dieting, I had a fab fabulous team of women. Mm -hmm. Then African horse sickness hit my herd of horses. And which incidentally, although it's a different um, vector, is very similar symptomatically as COVID, huh. interestingly enough. Hmm. That's another story. And I was also having to deal with a lot of internal conflict with associates. Um, I was very confused. There was a lot of toxic energy around me. Mm -hmm. And I was very angry. Hmm. And I had a complete breakdown. If we'd had probably lived in the city, they would probably put me in a straitjacket and put me in a, a psychiatric ward for a couple of weeks to calm me down. Hmm. That's how that was. Hmm. Um, oh, and then in the middle of all this, there's this COVID starts to erupt. My husband's stuck in Canada. Hmm. My child, my son is stuck in England. Hmm. And it just all just yeah. pushed down on top of me. And I ended up on a heap on the, yeah. on the floor. And COVID shut everything down. And what a blessing that was. I slept and ate for three weeks. Mm. I just, because there was nothing I could do. Everything literally stopped. Mm -hmm. I couldn't change what was happening. I couldn't mm -hmm. fix it. There was nothing for me to hide behind anymore. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be hide behind my work. Yep. I couldn't hide behind the broken arms. Yeah. Everything was just, there was nothing. Yeah. And it was just gave me time to think and reevaluate mm -hmm. um, and let go of what doesn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Um, so it was a very frantic period from a business point of view. Mm -hmm. It was very, very hard. Mm -hmm. And we, we had to let staff go and we've had to cut back and we've mm -hmm. had to we were still here we are still working mm. um we've trimmed all the fat off but mm -hmm. we are still working we're still operating we're still waiting for people to come back for international mm -hmm. travel mm -hmm. and that will happen in this in the last it was november december january in november i realized that i was i was feeling a lot better physically mm -hmm. Um, things were working. I could mm -hmm. feel. I could feel it deep within me that the the, the healing, the everything was working. Yeah. But I was still. This is November last year, 2020. Yeah. So I would had my breakdown. I recovered mm -hmm. through COVID, and now we're we're November last year. Yeah. And I picked up a clicking through a Facebook. Yeah. And a lady. Um, in East London, the, the next major city near us, mm -hmm. um, had a comment about skiotherapy, S-D-I-O. Okay. I don't know if you know anything no. about skiotherapy. No. In a nutshell, it is healing vibrational therapy using quantum physics. Okay. That's the short, that's the short explanation. Yeah. Um, and I had seen it work on a horse many years ago. Mm -hmm. 
So it had been proven to me mm-hmm. that this thing works mm-hmm. because I've never met the woman. She mm-hmm. has this machine that picks up. She wants to know where I am, my age, and my name. Mm-hmm. And this machine apparently zones in to where you are. It picks up your vibrations mm-hmm. and it stops picking up where you're out of kilter and where where you're out of uh, um, sync mm-hmm. and it starts realigning your vibrations mm-hmm. so that you can become in sync. That must and be to do with sympathetic resonance then. I don't know what it's got to do with. Yeah. All I do know is that within three treatments, I could feel she picked up things mm-hmm. that I had not told her about. She picked up that I had broken bones. I had I had a damaged, um, emotionally damaged heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I was holding um, <clears throat> some very deep anger, mm-hmm. um, and a whole lot of other little things. Um, organ damage from the opioids. Mm-hmm. Was she picked that up? Mm-hmm. And I did a three month course with her. Two mm-hmm. times a week for three months mm. over December, uh, was November, December, January. Mm. Um, and during that period, it was quite amazing how that anger that I was holding lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could feel myself, I, I can't even explain it. I could mm. feel myself changing and and coming out of this cocoon that I had been in. Mm. And that's where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, she just helped me realign my chakras and my energy and raise my vibration mm-hmm. and put me back onto a more positive path. Mm-hmm. And that where I am today, that's when I started picking up your channels mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. reconnecting with where I was that mm-hmm. I'd lost yeah so it's taken me nine and a half years mm-hmm. to refind myself mm-hmm. and this is where I am that that that's and, absolutely amazing that's beautiful yeah yeah and and I don't know what we're, we're to from here it's just that I know I want my life to be simpler and positive mm-hmm. and keep things that are dear to me close mm-hmm. and what doesn't serve me let it go mm-hmm. um, I was going to ask you if you could go back and say to your younger self what to do I think what you just said there is probably what you'd say isn't it yes don't worry about if it's not working for you just let it go yes my husband's been telling me that for years but I mean I'm far too you know on it to, to let go damn it no <laughs> you know no I, I i agree when i had my breakdown in um 2001 it was probably about seven or eight years before i started to feel anywhere near normal as well um but it, it, it's the same kind of story that i want I, I just don't want to carry baggage around i don't want anything I, I have so little now in my life compared to then but i'm much more comfortable and happy and I hear this a lot from people that have gone through similar sorts of journey that just to let go of stuff, if it's not serving you, leave it alone. You don't interfere yeah. with it. Don't try and mess with it. Just leave it alone and find stuff that does serve you and find people that do support you. 
Yes, I think so. And that's that's where I am now. I'm surrounding my myself with um, amazing people who who are of my tribe. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't fit into the normal boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I literally stand with, no, I didn't fit into the normal school system. Yeah. Um, I don't fit into the normal office system. That's why I've always been work for myself and I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I am different. Yeah. And I I've now learned to actually embrace that difference. Yes. And say, well, whatever, you don't like it, that's fine. That's your problem, not mine. <laughs> We've had similar paths. I've had maybe one job and, and that didn't work out very well. Um, I'm much better beating to the sound of my own drum. Yes. And people don't like that drum, that's fine. I'm playing it for me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. And, and that, that can also become a turbulent process yes. while people trying to squash you into yeah. what they want. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hell no. So you get labelled. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I, but it, I it wasn't fine with it. I'm now fine with it. But now I'm older. Well, that, I think that's one of the key points is when you stop resisting it because that which you resist persists. And I know as I've got older, it sounds you've done the same thing. I don't, I don't worry about what people think. I don't worry about what people say. I know what I'm doing is right for the right reasons. And, and I keep doing it regardless of the weird comments and the nonsense that comes away from time to time, because it's just because they don't get it. You know, they, they want you to conform and I will not conform. I want to express my life how I see fit, just like you do. Yeah, yeah. And as long as what I do doesn't cause harm to anyone else, yep. what difference does it make if I want to live the way yeah. I do and, and and I sort of float somewhere between I'm not I've often said I'm a bit of a closet hippie mm -hmm. but I'm not quite a hippie um mm -hmm. you know and um I'm a businesswoman but I'm not cutthroat yeah um somewhere on my own little yeah. path yeah and, and but that's what we should be yeah of things from all over and mm -hmm. and you take what I need in that moment that suits me. So I can yeah. go from um, tie-dye skirts and barefoot and beads mm -hmm. to cocktail dresses with my hair up. I'm, I'm comfortable <laughs> in either scenario, you know. Um, that thing, somewhere that's... in the middle I'm yeah. Well, I, I, well, I think that the message from that is that you are incredibly flexible and we all can be. And it's that flexibility was the key because that's what also allows you to heal because you take different approaches, you look at different things and something. And this is what I, I wanted to, to briefly touch on because it became very clear in what you were talking about is that one healing modality doesn't fit the entire scenario. As you've, as you've gone through these different kind of processes you've identified, you've done slightly different variations and things in different support teams, your people that you've brought together to help you get to the point you want to get to, but little changes and modifications are required. You can't just say, well, I'm going to take that pill and that's the end of it. No, you've got to take, yeah. you've got to find your way through this path and feel your way through it. Yeah. And at the moment, one of those little pills is not providing that relief or that I've, I've tried to stop taking certain things mm -hmm. and within two or three weeks I've realized mm, 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 something's not mm -hmm. uh, 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 let me let me go back on that one again it's changed since I stopped taking that little capsule yes. let me go back on that one yes okay oh there we go it's work. okay so yeah. I can't I can't not have that one yeah. so let me try leaving that one out mm -hmm. and and so I have dropped and collected uh -huh. I mean but if you saw the the handful of goodies but it's 
because of, of natural products are often difficult to, to, to resource. Yes. Sometimes it's, it's um, better just to take something that is packaged, mm -hmm. although I hate packaged food, but mm -hmm. little tablets, I'll forgive myself for that. Mm -hmm. But I make sure my sources are, are um, as undiluted or the, uh, all my sources are as pure and as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. So whatever I'm putting in is not going to cause um, uh, an unnatural chemical reaction. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and particularly with the horses, they are one of the most perfect beings on the planet. They've been here for millions of years. And they are completely well suited and adapted to living in this realm. And they don't need that much interference from any other kind of toxins unless it's to help remove something they've taken on board. Yeah, very much so. So a lot of my 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 knowledge of, of herbs and homeopathics yeah. um originated with, with the horses because we lived out in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't call a vet every five minutes if something mm. wasn't right. I had to learn to treat it myself. So a lot of my belief in the using herbs and homeopathics and alternative therapies originated with working with the horses. And now I'm just using it more and more and more for myself and my family. And we, 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 we are, we're not, we're not hundred percent purists. We, and I like to think we try and get it right 80% of the time, you know, if we can get which, it Which is right. probably enough. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know I when I started like, down this track, I wanted to do everything perfectly, but I realized that in this imperfect world we live in, you'll just beat yourself to death. But if you do yeah. what you can, when you can, as often as you can, that's normally just enough. And every once in a while you have a little health hiccup and everything, but you've got a better knowledge of how to deal with it and what to do to put it right. And it always comes back to nutritional toxicity, I found. Oh, most definitely. I mean, especially with the journey that I've been on and having to adjust my food hmm. I'm, i admit completely that i'm i can't say no to chocolate that's my weakness nothing I'm, wrong yeah. with chocolate <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I have too much of it um we are very lucky in that my husband does deep sea fishing so we're gonna get fresh fish um he's also um hunts so we can we eat all our it's game um, and it's 100% organic. It's never had any chemicals added to it. It was standing in a field, grazing, and poof, dropped down there, and it's now in our freezer. So we're very lucky in that um, a lot of our resources we supply ourselves, and we know mm -hmm. where they come from. We know what they ate. Mm -hmm. There's no um, um, these feedlot yard feeding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we don't need to eat that. Even yeah. chickens are from a local friend who has free-range chickens. So we're very lucky in yeah. about what we, can, what we can actually consume. And yeah. interestingly enough, the more I have tried to eat more naturally, mm -hmm. the less I can eat anything with all these fancy colorants and spices and yeah. take takeaways and all these pre-made, pre-boxed, like yeah. a no-no. My fibre immediately goes, yeah. I can feel it. My skin starts to, squeak, to yeah. creep. Yeah. Um, the moment I take in anything that is being manufactured yeah. and changed and made to look like food. Well, that, that's absolutely right. I'm glad you said that. I, I, I have a feeling for a long time now that anything that is man-made is dangerous. 
and if it needs a label to describe what it is, I know what a carrot is, I know what an apple is, I know what celery is. Um, mm. and if I need a label for me to work out what it is and how to eat it, I shouldn't be going near it. Yeah, exactly. And if you can't heat it up because it, it, it might become toxic, then why the hell are you putting it in your body? Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's warnings on cheese and uh, butter, uh, margarine. Do yeah. not heat. Yeah. And you're like, you're telling us not to heat this, but you want us to put it in. No, 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 no. That's right. I want yeah. to go without. But that, well, I'm the same. I would rather go hungry because so what if I go hungry for a day? It's not going to kill me. I'd rather go hungry because I know there'll actually be positive benefits from going hungry anyway. But also, I don't have to deal with the toxicity that I have knowingly put in myself. Yeah, yeah. It worries me at um, this particular moment. I've noticed that. And it's sort of crept in. Mm-hmm. And it's only when you think about it do you realize it. Yeah. Is that um, you buy a loaf of bread. Yes. Sliced bread. Now, I remember years ago, you buy a loaf of bread and you ate it fresh that day for sandwiches. Yes. And then the next day you would slice it for toast. Yeah. And the next day it got um, crushed Gone. up for breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You know, you can't make breadcrumbs out of stale bread anymore. Because it doesn't go stale. That's right. Preservatives. Yeah. So there you've got a load of bread and it stays and you can stays fresh for two weeks. Yep. And then you wonder why when I eat it, I then get bloated tummy and indigestion and heartburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you put in it? So, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're absolutely right. And this this is what the big problem with so much stuff is. Now, I look at stuff we buy sometimes from the shop and I'm trying to work out why isn't the fruit going rotten? You know, we're, we're like a weekend. That should be going. That should be well past its best, and it's not. Yeah. What have they done with it? Has it been modified in some way? So it's. I think that's something that people should become much more aware of. Is that the more, the more accurate you can get with what you take in, and, and ideally, if you can grow it yourself, mm. and, and grow it locally and consume locally, the better you will be because all the local wildlife, all the local vegetation has information about the local area and the toxicity local area, that will support your system. Because exactly. we're part of that system. And if you're taking an apple from the other side of the planet, it's not really relevant to your life. It's relevant to the life over there. Yes, yeah. very much. And apples aren't indigenous to South Africa. Yeah. We eat huh. melons and bananas. I've got bananas growing on my tree outside the window here. How yeah. lovely. <laughs> and they're beautiful. Now, funny enough, we talk about bananas. Those big yellow ones that you get, those huge, great big ones that you see. If I eat those, one, they give a funny in my mouth, yeah. like a feeling in my mouth, yeah. and within 10 minutes, I get heartburn. My little ones that I pick off my tree that are not very big, they're, they're you know, yeah. it's sort of that size. Yeah. Um, oh, I can eat, I can just stuff my face with them. Yeah. And no heartburn, no, no repercussions, mm-hmm. no nothing. Mm-hmm. But they're grown in horse poo, so yeah. <laughs> Best. <laughs> Nothing wrong with horse poo. It's good for you. No. <laughs> it's good for your plants too and your food. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else in closing that you'd like to share with anyone? Any kind of message to encouragement or guidance or anything you think would be appropriate that we've missed out? If something doesn't feel right, it's not right. Yeah, bang on. 
Um, listen to your tummy. Listen to what. Yeah. There's always a little voice on your shoulder go, just yeah. tapping you. Or your tummy turns a little mm. knot. Listen to it. It's your intuition. It's your soul, mm. your spirit telling you that it's not right. Your brain doesn't know yeah. everything. Your brain can take in information, mm -hmm. but just listen to what's, what's, what's going on mm -hmm. here. And if it doesn't feel right, it's not yeah. right. Try and find out why it doesn't feel yeah. right and, and change. Yeah. Um, well, that's where I think it's important. If you, if you take your guidance from here and your gut, as you talked about your tummy, you can then inquire with your mind to start to pull the relevant information through, but trust the feedback you're getting from here as you're inquiring and looking at the answers. Because I, years ago, I used to try and think my way for everything, and it was just a disaster. What I do now is I use this inquiring yeah. tool I've got to request and search for the information. And then when it comes in, then I rely on my entire body and say, does this feel right? And I feel my way through the solution. And that seems to work much better. And I've had lots of conversations with many people now and they're all saying broadly the same thing in their own words. But when you look at it, we're all saying the same thing. Trust this entire unit and the mm -hmm. feedback it's giving you. And don't just live up here. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Nature does provide everything yeah. we need. Yeah. And, and, and you don't have to be a hippie or a no. hermit to benefit from it. Really, you can just be an ordinary person living in the city, living in a town, living mm. in the village, wherever it is. Um, you can adjust mm. your life to eat real food, whole food. It's food that you can recognize. You don't have to read the label. Cut all that stuff out. We're lucky. We, 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 we can source our food locally and we can provide a lot of our own meat and fish and chicken. We do grow some vegetables, but not enough. Keep it local. Buy locally. Buy for your, support your local yes. businesses. Buy their fruit and vegetables yeah. and, and meat and chicken and eggs. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, you know, keep, keep it local. Support local. Keep it real. Real mm -hmm. food. Real fat. Not chemically made yes. fat. Go back to what your nana used to do. Get the dripping off the roast mutton and use that for cooking and use coconut oil and olive oil and real farm mm -hmm. butter, whole milk, whole raw yeah. milk. Yeah. Not this, 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 this stuff that has been boiled and killed and then filled with artificial flavorings and right, yeah. Yeah. You know, you can buy from a local farmer, mm -hmm. do so. Buy for full yeah. fat milk. 100%, yeah. You know? Yeah, we're very lucky that we can, we can, we drink raw milk and we, we drink rainwater and fresh fish. And yeah, we're just very lucky that we can do mm -hmm. what we do. But our neighbors don't, they buy everything at the supermarket in a plastic yeah. packet. Yeah. But that's, yeah, we have a, we have a dairy up the road from us about five miles away that he's been producing and supplying raw milk for 60 years now. And um, yeah. everything that doesn't get sold for raw then goes and gets processed. But yeah, the, the milk from there is just spectacular. As is the cream. The cream's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You can just, you, 
and we get a 10 litre yeah. bucket and then I'll let the cream, cream yeah. split. And then before I mix the cream back in, I'm like, you see, you see, I'm voluptuous, you see, so I, and it's because of all the cream and the, <laughs> all the good things. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I take the butter, the cream from there and make butter with it. It's just, it's just delicious. Yeah. 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 When, we, when we were on the farm, we used to make all yeah. our own butter. That's yeah. nice. But I don't get enough cream nowadays yeah. to, to do it yeah. anymore. That's fine. I still buy back. It's, it's locally produced. So. Yeah, I, I just want to say, from my heart, thank you so much for for sharing so openly, um, and and also for you know telling your story because I think it really will touch people. And I'm I'm grateful to you from me and from them. And, and I just want to encourage you to keep on the journey you're on because it's spectacular. It really is, and you're making such progress so quickly. It's amazing. Thank you. I, I don't know whether this will help anybody. I had no intentions of sharing this mm -hmm. story, but when you asked yeah. something in my yeah. tummy, said yeah. share it. Why I don't mm -hmm. know if it helps somebody. Well, well, my, then, my my view is Julia, if, if it helps one, then you know the hour that we've spent together has been more than worth it. But it'll help more than one. I know it will because all the stories do because they resonate at some level, and the the feedback I've been getting on this back to health series and it's not just about physical health it's emotional mental physical spiritual it's all different things the, the idea that you, you can take because we're just we're just normal people we're nothing special but we're doing special things because we're staying no. focused on stuff and we're not giving in and and that message does resonate with people and, and it's it's just it's so useful to have these stories because people are going to say they I, I can I, that yeah i get that that makes sense and that's all it is mm. Yeah, um, all I do, I hope it, I, I don't even know why I needed to do this story. This, this is so out of character for me, it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. You know, I, I, I'm a very closed private person and to do this is really stretched. Maybe that, no, that's I, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, the same for me. I didn't want to do this. I, what I'm doing on YouTube, I only did because of what happened because I thought I'm going to have to put myself out there because I am private and I want nothing to do with it. But, yeah. you know, it, it's the same thing. But at the same time as well, it is cathartic and it is part of the healing process because you you hear the story. And, and as, as you're speaking and hearing it, there's also more information coming and going from you. The words really are all largely irrelevant, I think. But it all helps. It, it all helps. But it is a big step to do to be able to willing to share openly like that with people. But also, I think it's a real benefit to other people because you now have encouraged other people to share with people. And that that talking that through really helps, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've lost the audio. Sorry about that. Go. That was my it's phone. Right. phone <laughs> 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 so um, yeah, so so, so a, a great big thank you once again. That's been magnificent. Um, you won't see this on YouTube for a week, but I will be putting the podcast episode up in the next day. And I'll also put it on BitChute Writing and Library, and I will share those links with you. Um, and obviously, Thank it'll you. go onto YouTube at some point. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I'd read that mind if it doesn't go to YouTube, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, and good luck, Adrian. It's, it's been great um, find it, meeting you. And, Likewise. And, and also, um, it's, 
you've been able to, I've sort of spun back nine and a half years to, to where I was when it comes to where my mind was then. And I've hmm. suddenly gone in the last two weeks, it's like been on fast forward and things that I, I'd forgotten. Mm -hmm. suddenly been awoken mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. and uh yeah and, and hopefully it will just move help me move forward as well and i have i have no doubt it will be of huge benefit it's been a benefit to me hearing the story because i've had all sorts of things popping up in my mind as we were talking going well oh, it's really interesting and that's and it and it's i've relived some of my process as well you know, but, yeah. but from a slightly different view now, because I can add your view of the territory to the map and I can see different things from it that I hadn't noticed. So thank you. My pleasure. And thank you for your time too. Thank you. Go and enjoy your horses and have a lovely time. And I will be speaking to you soon. Cool. Well, anytime. Love that. Thank you. Thank Take you care of yourself. Much. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank Bye Thanks. Bye-bye.